welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. Episode 201, I know that because we just recorded episode 200. Back with me from last week's show, Mark Osterman from Travel on Points, OG host of the MTM podcast, and Joe Chung from As the Joe Flies and Disney Deciphered. Good I'm to still see here, motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, Sean, why did we invite this guy back, man? Okay, 200 episodes is not that you special. You should see Joe's face. It's not that special to invite this guy back. But uh, <laughs> it yes. is such a random number, too. It's kind of funny. Like you're like, how many? What are you talking about? It's a multiple of a hundred. <laughs> shut up! You can't do anything when someone says "shut up." So, on the last episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, Mark talked about bar hopping all over New York City. We talked about exposure in the hobby. Kind of tackled some serious topics: how to keep yourself safe. You know, all of that good stuff. So a really good conversation if you haven't listened to last week's show, episode 200. And uh, this week, Mark, you just went on this, like, epic trip, right? I mean, uh, you turned 40. You're old. I'm a man. I can I'm 40. I can, I can see the gray hair in your beard. And uh, did, did, was there, did like, life change? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just. Did life change when you turned 40? It's harder to get up. That's all. That's the only difference. Uh, sleep sleep doesn't feel as good. And it, it, uh, when you wake up, it aches. Yes, it is harder to get up in the morning and to go. To, actually, as you get even older, it gets harder to go to bed, too. Like it hurts when you yes. lie down. Yep. So, I, I I was dragging a little bit today because, uh, you know, just traveled and got back, didn't sleep very well in the hotel. And as I never do, and did a little too much of the purple drink. Like I'm, I'm to the when you get older, you start taking like Z quill every night because you just can't fall asleep and you're tired of your mind running. Uh, so I overindulged and uh, woke up a little groggy. So I had to Red Bull it before this. So you use something, a downer at night to go to sleep and then an upper in the morning to get you going. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what we're saying for you. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're all over 40. So that's, uh, this is the geriatric miles and points podcast. Although there's some older, older podcast hosts out there. I was the, laughing the at that, but I was drinking at the same time. I didn't feel like spitting all over the mic. <laughs> Shout out to Ed pizza and uh, Greg, the frequent miler. They're older than us. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're the young lads of the space. Catching strays. <laughs> I don't know. So Mark, you, you've been talking about this for a long time though, this big birthday trip that you were doing. And, you know, I know I purposely didn't go into a lot of detail with you at, uh, over the time. Cause I wanted to kind of learn about it as you did it. I did follow it on Twitter. So I know basically about what you did, but uh, we'll kind of go through the different steps, the bookings, all that cool stuff. So where did the inspiration for the places that you went, the Faroe Islands? So was it just the Faroe Islands, Iceland, and uh, Denmark? Yeah, it was. Uh, that was the the main trip. And the the whole thing I wanted to go to was Faroe Islands. Uh, my friend Megan Starr, who's a travel blogger, not miles and points, but just travel. Uh, I saw an article from her like four years ago or whatever that had amazing pictures of it. It just looked picturesque, like the Shire and Hobbit or some otherworldly type of place. So I always wanted to go there. And I feel like it's, you know, you know me, Sean, I like to find places people don't know about, or even when I go to like a city, I like to stumble on something unique. And this just felt like a place like most people, you say Faroe Islands are like, what the heck is that? And it's a little Island uh, chain of islands off the coast of uh, Denmark. And I think it's technically uh, its own country, but a part of Denmark, but yet its own country. I don't know, but uh, that's kind of up for debate, I guess, but they do have their own soccer team, so I'm assuming it's their own country, Joe. Uh, so they had a bar that, was, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, but they had a bar named 
after a game when they beat like Sweden or something because it was like the biggest thing they ever did. Uh, so they named a bar after it in Faroe Islands. And this was back in like the 70s or 80s. But that's where the trip was like, that's the main thing I wanted to do. And then everything besides that was finding out like a good way to get there and a good way to get home. So that's how Iceland and uh, Copenhagen came into it. They're an autonomous territory of the kingdom of Denmark. So kind of like, I guess, maybe uh, American Samoa or something like that. Yeah. Where is it? It's I just said it. Were you like sleeping? <laughs> yes, I was. It's in the North Atlantic in between like ice Greenland and uh, Denmark, I believe. So then how did you like, so what did you have to do to like put it together to get there? Like if you go Iceland air through Iceland, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah. So there, you know, there was a couple ways to get there. We could have flown all the way to Europe and then backtrack to Faroe Islands. Uh, I think there's flights from like uh, Scotland flights from uh, Den or from Copenhagen and maybe from like Amsterdam, stuff like that. So there's a couple options, but I was like, you know what? Iceland's kind of, kind of on the way. That would make a little more sense. And the real push for it was Delta opened up a nonstop route and it started like the day before we left. Uh, So we could fly directly out of Detroit, left at like 7 p.m., landed at 6 a.m. Iceland time or 630, something like that. So it was kind of a weird flight. My buddy Derek said it's probably like his least favorite flight because you leave, you know, Washington or or uh, Detroit or even probably East Coast. You leave like 6, 7 p.m. It's like a six hour flight. So. It's only 2 a.m. when you land your time. So you don't really get like good sleep. You don't feel rested. You land, it's daylight out. You kind of want to get going. So it's kind of hard. Like you don't get that four or five hours of sleep or three or four hours of sleep. Um, But I booked it with Virgin Atlantic Miles, uh, 30,000 for economy plus $5.60 on the nonstop. And then because I had, I added it to my Delta frequent flyer number, I added that into the booking and then it showed up on my Delta account. And then I got upgraded to Comfort Plus uh, because of my Platinum status. So that was kind of cool. And that's a nice perk of booking uh, Delta with Virgin Atlantic that people might not realize. If you add it to your Delta uh, frequent flyer account, then you'll be able to use your status for that booking. At least I have quite a few times. You said that Delta status last episode doesn't get you anything anymore. Look at you. Just Comfort Plus. That's premium. (laughs) So you suffer a little bit less than... Yeah, and the flight the flights to Iceland, the, there's no live flight or anything. It's just a domestic plane with the like their their top level is premium select, which is domestic first class. So there's no real good way to get there. Like my buddy Randy that went on the trip with me said, you know what? If I go back to uh, Faro, I'm going to fly to uh, Europe and and go in live flat, so I get a good rest and then fly back to to Faro. But we went to Iceland. We were only there for one day uh and then we're going on to pharaoh so it was like a quick stopover not even 24 hours i don't think we're well a little over 24 hours we were on the island did you do anything when you were in iceland like was yeah i mean (laughs) i guess because like you have to what it's like the what is it the ring of fire or the whatever isn't that pretty far away from Reykjavik? yeah so we didn't have a lot of time uh we couldn't do the big ring and see all like the pretty scenery and and landscape and all that. And I will say like we landed in Iceland and I immediately hated it. They, they don't have like jet bridges for most of the planes. They just like park out in this parking lot and you have to get off. And it was 40 degrees with like sleet rain hit pelting you in the side of the face. I was like, this place sucks. (laughs) So we're dealing with all that. 
and we uh and it was dark and yeah, i know it's all weather it, it has nothing to do with the plates but we get a rental car and the first thing my buddy wanted to go to blue lagoon and he booked that first thing in the morning i think it opened at like 9 a.m or something so we got there a little early so we're gonna go out swimming in you know hot water while we're getting pelted in the side of the face with rain it was uh... <laughs> i think that's like the thing that most people want to do in Iceland, right? That like that's the number one yeah. destination or, or tourist thing to do, right? Yeah. So that was like the number one thing. Like, there's a whole bunch of people going through customs that had like a three or four hour layover, and they were just going to hop on the bus to the Blue Lagoon for a couple hours and then come back. So I think that is like a lot of thing. And they do have a bus that goes directly there from the airport. Uh, we rented a car. It was it was super expensive. Everything in Iceland's expensive. It was like two hundred dollars uh, for the car rental for one night. And uh, we drove out there. It was a, it was actually kind of a cool thing to do after an overnight flight because you're in warm water. You get like these facial mud masks that you rub on. They have a bar, like a swim up bar type of thing. So you can have like a drink or two and just kind of relax. And it revives you a little bit from the overnight flight, makes you feeling like a human again. But it also kicks it, you know, hot water kicks in like, all right, now I'm ready to go to bed. So we left there after like an hour. We thought we might stay there longer, but it gets busy and it's very touristy and you know it gets overwhelming a little bit and too many people in there so we did our thing and then we went to the hotel we stayed at the canopy uh hilton property downtown Reykjavik really great location i think it's 80k a night we used free night certs so it it was overpriced for what you get the room was very nice but small kind of like the tommy in austin similar setup to that but you know the the wasn't in the toilet or in the shower so you didn't have to do that uh toilet sorry people was not in the shower so that was a nice uh change of pace from the tommy but similar setup and uh but the location was just fantastic uh so if you have a free night sir it's a good use of it i'd say did you feel like i mean i guess switzerland is like the most famous for being like super expensive but you know how did you feel like prices were for stuff and what do they even eat there yeah i uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Icelandic cod. Come on, man. No, prices were pretty pricey. I mean, it was expensive. I think it was even during happy hour. It's like ten dollars for a, a draft beer. So you're getting up there. It's probably the most expensive place we went on the trip. Uh, so food was, you know, dinner for the three of us was always like around two hundred dollars. We ate. We had a place called Matt Bar M A T Bar uh, right by the hotel that the check in uh, lady told us was really good. So we went there and. I got to say, if you're in Iceland, check it out. The service was amazing. Uh, the bartender was really cool. It was funny. They were playing like music that had cats meowing in it, but it was like a dance music and it just worked. It was so weird. And then another song had like, they talked about T-Rex's teeth. Uh, it was kind of funny. And the chef was up there doing like pulls on the beer to say he was testing it to make sure it was up to their quality and stuff. And we actually started there with a couple drinks and then went out to a place called the American Bar. Because you know my theory on going to the most American yeah. place in Europe, and you're going to find all the locals. <laughs> so Mark goes out; he seeks out the American bars. Yeah. Yes. So, like in Amsterdam, the Bourbon Street uh, Dance Club is the place. Uh, I think there's somewhere in Paris that's kind of like an American bar named something similar um, that my buddy Ryan's been to and said the same thing. So, so we went there, and we walk in, and it's basically like a Chili's almost I don't know how to say it. like it's like it feels like a chain restaurant but it's not it's got like football helmets on the wall the bathrooms all uh U.S. states license plates and feels very much like a Toby Keith bar and so anyway we go in there and I'm like all right we're just gonna check this out and the guy we look up 
and there's this wheel behind the bar, this wheel of fortune that you spin. And I was like, what's that? And they're like, you pay, I think it was 2,500 kroner, which is like 17 US dollars. And that was the annoying thing. Each place we went had like their own kroner and like you could never keep it straight. But he's like, you should do that after happy hour uh, because there's two chances that you get nothing. You could get one beer. Uh, you could get two Jaeger shots, a, a baseball hat, four beers, eight beers. But you had like a 40% chance of losing money on the spin for the $17. So he's like, wait until after that. I was like, well, we're not going to be here till seven. You know, I want to spin. So we do the spin. <laughs> we do the spin. And uh, the first one, we hit four beers, which was pretty good. You know, $40 worth of beer, essentially, for the 17 bucks. And then we just kept spinning. We ended up spinning it like 13 times. We set the record for the bar for most spins. And we hit eight beers twice, four beers three times, a whole bunch of two Jaeger bombs. And we're just like handing out beers, as Sean knows I love to do at bar. We're hitting eight beers, and we still have like four beers in front of us. But we're like, hey, who wants a free beer? And everybody's like cheering, and they're ringing bells. And it was it was pretty epic. And the guy looks at us at like 7.30. He's like, I thought you weren't going to be here till 7, the bartender. <laughs> Wait, all this was before 730? <laughs> yeah. So we oh went we spun it. I envisioned you guys being there till like 2 a.m. with all these spins. But <laughs> I mean we did get there super early. We started, we took a nap after Blue Lagoon. We probably got up around noon. Um, so I think we got there at like four. So this was like in a three, three and a half hour period. 13 spins. We hit one sorry and one one beer. And the rest was either two Jaeger bombs, two beers once four beers or eight beers. So we just had like all these beers uh, that we could hand out. And the, the bartenders were really cool. It was a lot of fun. And then we went back to Matt bar to have dinner and we were in quite the uh, rare form at that point. Uh, but they were really great and joking with us. And I got scallops, which were amazing there. My friends got artichoke. What's the, the fish artichoke? Is that a fish? Artich- I don't think so. Uh, I, never I think that's that. a vegetable or root no artichoke? there's an ar- no, artichoke fish it's pretty it's, uh arctic char ar- arctic char yes 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 okay yeah so my friends got uh arctic char fish and then it came with like this pasta on the side and so they're eating it. i ate my scallops i try a little bit of their pasta and it was like you know europe a lot of stuff doesn't have flavor and that's my problem with especially like western europe um and this was like salty and it had ginger and all this like different stuff mixed in it was really good the noodles were kind of firm it was just kind of really unique and i was also you know whatever 47 beers in at this time but it tasted amazing and i'm like chef because the kitchen is like open it's on the other side of the bar you can see them working and cooking i'm like chef can i just get like a bowl of pasta he's like yeah i can get it i'm eating i'm like and i meant to say this pasta is salty as balls but i love it and i said chef i love your salty balls pasta really loud and everybody that works there started laughing and the chef like was cracking up and he ended up giving me a big hug before we left uh, for the night so that was an amazing experience can't recommend that enough we also for lunch we went to a place called Reykjavik pizza which i love europe they just name it like so basic like everywhere we went they're like name of the city bar you know name of the city pizza (laughs) so Reykjavik pizza actually had the best pizza on the trip uh, that's the name of the place. It's a three-story small place, but you order downstairs and go upstairs and it, it definitely worth checking out. And then we went to a place called Lebowski's, which is all based off of Big Lebowski or in like bowling themed. 
really busy. Another place called Monkey Bar, which there's a, a second story about Monkey Bar uh, later at Faroe Islands, but went there, really beautiful, high-end bar. And then we ended up at an Irish pub uh, that also had a wheel. So this is the thing, like in Iceland, a lot of like the the more pub type bars have these wheels that you spin and they're all like 17 bucks and you can win beer. So could you imagine going home to your local pub after work and just being able to pay 17 bucks to spin a wheel and win eight beers? Like life is grand. I got to go back to Iceland just for the wheels. So how long in total were you in Iceland? Uh, we landed seven like seven hours, six. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, was, it seemed like you were there for weeks. <laughs> no, we were there. Also, uh, uh, you guys ever watch Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the part where he's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> so, Joe, Joe, have fun with that one. Um, so we're at the <sighs> bar at like 11 p.m. And we have to get up at like 5 a.m. for our flight out. So we were there for we landed at like 630 ish, I think. And we flew out at 8 a.m. the next morning. So we're just my buddy Tim just starts yelling that at the American bar. I'm not leaving. <laughs> and, and it went through the whole night. Um, and that was supposed to be, this was supposed to be our night that we took it easy because we had to fly early the next morning. That didn't work out as was the theme of this trip. But, uh, so we get up and we go to Faroe Islands the next morning at 8 AM. And, and that was that, and that's kind of a cool thing. You can fly to Iceland from a lot of these East coast flights and they all land at like six 30. And then I think the Faroe flight is eight 30 or 9 AM. So you could actually like, there was one woman on the flight behind us that flew in from DC and then went straight to Faroe. So you don't even really need to stay in Iceland if you don't want to. But it seems like it's a cool place uh, to see and to try. And sounds like you did like days worth of stuff in one day. Days worth of drinking at least. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I definitely want to yeah. go back and do the loop and see all the... Because, I mean, from the airport to Reykjavik is just like lava rock. And it's not very pretty at all. Not very green. And I think once you get outside of that, that's where all the cool stuff is. And and like the architecture is not great in Iceland. It's kind of boring. So you definitely need to get out a bit to uh, to really get the full feel of it. So I definitely want to try that next time. So Faroe Islands, what was this part of the same redemption or how did you book that flight? Yeah, we booked that. Uh, one thing I want to say before, uh, my buddy Randy flew Iceland Air, which you can book with uh, Alaska Miles. He flew in their first class seat and it actually looked really nice, better than domestic first class. Same type of seat, but he got like a filet and all that stuff. So, so it was a really good experience. So that's one way to get there if you want to do that. Yeah, and then Faroe, we booked... Uh, because we flew Atlantic Airways. I might be the only blogger that's flown Atlantic Airways, which is starting that new route from upstate New York directly to Faroe Islands. They only have three planes, not three styles of planes, three planes in their whole their whole company. What type of plane, Mark? I what type of plane is it? It was old and it wasn't great. So I would not sit on that thing for six hours. So I don't know if they're buying new planes for this route, but I probably wouldn't fly them knowing that they don't have many backups. You're probably going to get stranded if something goes wrong. Uh, so I would, uh, I don't think that route's going to work out, but so we flew that over and then we flew SAS to Copenhagen. So we booked it through Expedia because Atlantic Airways website was really janky and we couldn't really get it to pull up to book. So we just did it through Expedia as a multi-city booking. And I think it was like 350 total for those two flights to the Faroe Islands and then on to Copenhagen on the two different airlines. So you land in Faroe Islands and they have two gates uh, at their airport. But they're right next to each other, and it's all outside boarding, uh, no jet bridge. So there's no reason to have two gates because they never have two planes flying at the same time. <laughs> it's literally the smallest airport I've ever seen, uh, and it's always packed because there's just everybody waiting for that one flight. 
and they don't have a lot of space. Uh, so the nice thing is we rented a car. You walk out the front of the terminal, you take about 10 steps to the left and you're at the car rental place. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Super expensive car rentals. I think I paid 350 for two days. Um, and then you have to pay for tunnels and stuff. So it ended up being like a little over 500 US dollars uh, for the two day car rental. So is there a main city that you stay in there or is it mostly just being out in nature and exploring around? I don't know if you want me to like, I'm just going to hack all these names. So I'm not going to, a Torshvin, a Torshin, something like that is the main capital city. That's where we stayed. Um, and there's a Hilton garden in there. It just got built really beautiful. 50,000 points a night, which was an awesome, awesome deal uh, for what you get. Cause you're, you know, you don't want to expect a points hotel on Faroe islands. And it's all these, Little islands connected by underwater tunnels. A couple you have to take an actual ferry to. Um, so the main one, when you land in Faroe Islands at the airport, the island that's there, there's this beautiful waterfall that's on the north part of the island. It takes like 15 minutes to get there. So we drove up there first. There's goats everywhere. They just wander wherever. So don't, you know, they'll be standing on a cliff looking they're going to die. They'll be in the road. There's poop everywhere. Uh, if you hit one, you're supposed to call the police. You don't go to jail. But that's how the farmer gets paid from the government if you kill their goat. So that's why they say to still call the police. But uh, so we went to the waterfall. There's another place on that main island that's really cool that you see like a lake on a cliff. And it's kind of like an optical illusion where the lake is above the ocean. So you're seeing both at the same time. They just started charging for that a couple of years ago. It's like 60 or $70. So we didn't end up doing it. And it's like an hour hike. Uh, but it looks really cool. I definitely would do it next time. So we checked out that stuff on the main, uh, the airport island, and then drove over to the hotel and uh, kind of just stayed in that area for for the first night and uh, went downtown and ended up at uh, an Irish pub that they have a thing called Monkey Night. Okay. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Is this safe for the podcast? Yeah, I'm afraid, to, ask. To, I'm afraid out to the entire thing. Like, so I, yeah, so we 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 actually went to the uh, the soccer sports bar that was named after it first, and everything in downtown is kind of like a divey-ish bar uh, pub. So we went went there first, had a drink, and then we're like, all right, let's go to the Irish pub. And we walk in, and we we each try to order a beer, and we were like, all right, last night we went hard, let's go easy to, today, and we'll get up early tomorrow and do all these drives all over the place. We're like, okay. So we go on. We're like, let's just have a beer. Uh, we actually went to an Italian restaurant first, had reindeer meat, <laughs> which was. How was that with your uh, very limited uh, <laughs> love of uh, different types of I try. I tried a little bit of it. It was very gamey. Um, wasn't my favorite. The other two liked it uh, quite a bit. I got pasta and I was like, can I get it with just none of the stuff on? And the chef walks up. And he's like, uh, I heard you're a vegetarian. Do you want me to like make this veg? I'm like, I'm kind of one, but I don't really like vegetables either. So no, can I just get like the noodles and the sauce? And that's fine. Um, the shrimp scampi butter, was really <laughs> buttered, buttered noodles, please. <laughs> so can I put some soy sauce on this, uh, these noodles? Um, so that was a really cool, like small, uh, uh restaurant. And the cool thing is everybody, like the restaurant in Iceland and the, the one we did in, Faroe Islands, like the whole staff, the chef cooks a meal for the whole staff to sit down and eat. So both times we were there, we got to witness that. And they were like, hope people don't walk in from that time frame. Um, so that was kind of cool to see that they do that. And so I had a good meal. And then we went to the Irish pub and we go to order one beer. And uh, the guy's like, well, have you heard of Monkey Night? And we're like, I don't know what Monkey Night is. No. So he pulls out the sheet. And for $17, US dollars, I don't know. This is like the thing they love to do at prices in this 
17 US dollars, you get a plastic cup and you can drink. And depending on the night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, it's different hours, but it's pretty much every night. It wasn't special. We thought it was, but it wasn't. It's every weekend. You you drink until they close uh, free beer. So as long as you don't lose your cup, you just go up there and tell them what beer you want and they fill it up. So that got us into trouble, of course. Um, and they have another. So $17 for as much beer as you want. Yes. You just, they refill it one little cup at a time. Yes. It's, uh, it's like a 12, 14 ounce cup, something like that, maybe 16 ounce. It's a decent sized cup and they'll just, re- you just take it up there and point which one you want and they fill it up. And it was uh karaoke night and people were singing. And I actually, this is when I turned 40 was midnight that night while we were at there after we'd been at the monkey bar. And they have this other thing on certain Saturdays where if you from 5 PM to 10 PM drink uh, 10 half liter beers, you get your name on the wall on a plaque. So we were all thinking we were going to come back the next day and do that. Boy, they didn't know what they were getting into when you walked through the door, did they? I mean, like, yeah. this is uh, this is hilarious. Like, I, I, they would go out a bit. They, they probably have your picture on the wall saying, like, this guy comes back. No more monkey night for him. Yeah, so we're doing that. And then, you know, uh, I turned 40. So we buy 40 shots of Fisk for the bar, which is their local drink. It's like Fisherman's, uh, Fisherman's Friends, which is like a mint that fishermen suck on or whatever. They used to drop them into cheap vodka bottles to make it taste minty. And uh, so we asked them what their drink of choice was. They said Fisk. So it's like 30% uh, alcohol. It's a vodka, menthol, eucalyptus mint uh, mix. It's dark. And it's like when you're drinking it in the atmosphere, you're like, oh, okay, this is good. Yeah, these are like good shooters to do at the end of the night because it goes down pretty smooth. But when you try to explain to somebody, you're like, it tastes like cough syrup, but not like bad minty cough syrup. It's it's weird. So we bought we bought 40 shots for the bar and uh, handed them out. And then everybody sang happy birthday to me on the karaoke mic, mic which was pretty cool. Like 50 people in the bar just singing happy birthday. Uh, it was a really fun experience. And then uh, we went home for the night. <laughs> this isn't even the craziest night. <laughs> oh, man. So so how long were you in Faroe Islands? Did you have a whole nother day there? And how are you not dead? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a whole nother day and this is where we did like the big explore. We got up fairly early, uh, had breakfast at the hotel, which was pretty, pretty good spread. And then we decided to do the whole Island, uh, where the, the hotel was on. So from the, where we were at the Southern tip to the Northern tip was probably like a 40 minute drive. And we just hit like every little town on the way at the northernmost point, you hit this like village that's set in the, like an offshoot of the ocean, like in a, almost like a, a bay type of thing with huge cliffs on both sides and a black sandy beach. And it's just picturesque, probably one of the most beautiful places I've been. It's really, really cool. Uh, definitely worth checking out. And then each little village has like a hike you could take from like that village to another village. It's like a two hour hike up the side of the mountain and over. And so if you are into hiking, this is like your prime destination. You know, we hit this huge waterfall on the way, stopped there, took pictures. You could hike up to like just underneath it and have water spraying you that and it was raining that day. So rain was like gushing over the sides and you're just everywhere you drive is waterfalls coming off these green cliffs. And it was kind of gray. We knew it was going to be sunny later. So we went back and took a little nap uh, and then went to the second biggest city, which I don't know the name of it. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say it. But if you just Google second biggest city in Faroe Islands. That's where we went. 
and we went up to the side of the cliff overlooking it. So you see the city, it has a port, and then there's like a huge mound of uh, green lush in between the port. So it splits off. It, it reminds me of kind of like uh, Cape Town pictures you see, but more green and it was sunny out. It was just picturesque. So, and, and the, the one thing I will say when you're driving around to these places, there's no like fast food. Most of the towns don't even have like a, a dining place to eat at, or if they do, it's one thing. So we were just stopping at gas stations a lot and they have like full spreads. They have sandwiches, focaccia bread, sausages, like cheese filled sausage, very similar to Vienna. Uh, you know, same type of thing, like with a French bun that they drill a hole in and then they press it. It's actually really good. So that's kind of if you don't bring something with you, you're probably going to end up eating along those lines. So just be aware of that. It's like a grab and go type of thing uh, as you're driving around. So that's what we did for the first half of the day. And then we went back and took a nap and headed out to this other place, did the view. And then we're like, all right, let's go to like a local pub, fisherman's bar. That was one of the dream things I wanted to do. And we'll have one beer. We promised one beer. So before you get into that, uh, <laughs> how messed up are your friends by now? Because I know that you can like you have stamina for days, but I have to imagine your friends are are pretty beat up after the first two days of moving uh, around. They're they're uh, I mean you know Randy. Randy's a, a gung ho guy. He's pretty good. The weird thing is we like we would sleep for like three four hours at night, and then we would take like a two hour nap in the afternoon. So it just kind of worked like we we broke it up, and everybody agreed like it wasn't like anybody trying to push the narrative. Like, so it ended up working out okay. I mean, some days we weren't feeling great, but uh, we, we powered through and a little hair on the dog never hurt. Uh, so, so, so we, we were doing, so we go to this bar, we have one drink, we're almost done with it. And then this random older guy, you walked into the bar, it was this tiny little place. Everybody's elbowed up to the bar, laughing, talking hot, you know, loud and exactly what you wanted, like three booths bar top, little dartboard, and it just feels like the locals place. So we're about to finish. And this guy sits down. He's like, what are you doing in the Pharaohs? I'm Johansson. And he just goes like, he's like, did you see James Bond's grave? And we're like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, you come to Pharaoh Islands. You didn't see James Bond's grave. You watched the movie where he dies. That's in the Pharaohs. They were here for filming it. And they put his grave there. You can go see it. And he just goes and talks and he tells us about the tunnels he built throughout the place. And he's buying us drinks buying us Fisk, buying us beers. And uh, he's there for 30 minutes. Great conversation. Uh, he's like, all right, I'm going to go home and go lay down. It was like 8 p.m. I might come back out later. So maybe I'll see you later. How are you doing all these things by like 8 p.m. like every single night? Oh, and it's, we like, just... it's, it's, it's bright all the time, right? Because it's yeah, like close it stays... to summer. Yeah, you can you can be out to like 10, 30, 11 and it's sunny out. So that helped. Um, so, OK, he leaves. Does and it? we're like. <laughs> he, he leaves and we're like all right cool also, are you let's gonna get out this jim spawns guy is who oh J <laughs> he's like i killed james bond <laughs> oh james bond james bond i was yeah. like i was like who's jim spawns oh really <laughs> yeah <I know>. really <laughs> joe <laughs> I, it was the accent man it was too thick uh, yeah the accent was so, too thick so okay here's a random trivia fact for anybody that's playing like jeopardy or something the only underwater roundabout in the world is in Faroe Islands. So to get to this city, you go through an underwater roundabout, which is kind of cool in a tunnel. Um, so he's like, I work in the dark every day. I build those tunnels. And But a lot of people that live in Faroe, they like fly out to like he was working in Norway, building tunnels there. And so he leaves. And then immediately another guy sits down. 
and his name's Neil. He's from Scotland. He's like, I heard you guys speak in English. What the hell are you doing in the Faroe Islands? And we're like, we're here. It's my birthday. I wanted to come here. He's like, it's the worst Scottish accent I've ever heard in my life. No, oh, I didn't try to do an accent. Yeah, sure you didn't. <laughs> and you weren't using the Mark voice. So. <laughs> I was trying to, his, his voice was a bit high pitched and he was very excitable. Um, but uh, a super nice guy. And then his buddy, Kenny, comes over. So they were fishermen sent in from Scotland uh, to help these. They have these huge fish trap things like out there. Like when you see the ocean, there's just these huge circles with nets and they have like hundreds of thousands of salmon in there that they're growing. So he's like, do you come here to kill, kill whales and club baby seals? And <laughs> Cause whale killing is like a huge thing there. Like the night before at the monkey bar, I was like, yeah, we're going on a whale hunt tomorrow. And I'm like, are you like serious? But this is like their culture, like very Viking esque. So it was just kind of comical that that guy brings it up. And I guess the fishermen have to kill seals that go into the fish tanks and eat all the profits up. Like they'll go in there and just like gobble up all the fish. They try to put up all these things to stop them, but they get in. So he says that. And then his buddy Kenny's like, uh, you're here for your 40th. Why didn't you go to Vegas? What the hell are you doing here in the North Atlantic? I know you haven't been to Vegas in like a, a year and a half. And you talk about Vegas yeah. uh, for a living. He's like, uh, do you just like staring at goat poop or what? So they're like busting our chops and they end up buying us like, uh, you know, a couple rounds. Uh, and we talked to them for a while about, you know, fishing and, and that whole thing and how they're flying around for it. They've been in Faroe Islands for three weeks and they're just busting our chops about why are you visiting the middle of nowhere, essentially. So we think we're done. And then a uh, local from Faroe. He's like, hey, you guys want to play darts? Okay. So he buys a couple rounds for playing darts and uh, lose the first game. And uh, my buddy Randy like side clanks the, <laughs> the darts on the wall. He doesn't even hit the board. So I'm like, Tim, we need to uh, we need to plug you in here. This is really bad. So the second game we win and the guy is playing live music. He stops in the middle of live music and starts chanting USA, USA. <laughs> so the whole bar just starts randomly chanting USA. It was bizarre. All right. It feels like you. It feels like you've been gone for weeks now, but uh, we have to talk. I, I, so from there, you went to Copenhagen the next day, or it was where did you have more? Yeah. So we uh, so we saw you know probably like forty percent of Faroe Island. So there's still a lot left to go. I would say four or five days uh, you're going to want if you go there, and it's just magnificent, beautiful. I can't recommend it enough. The people are amazing, super nice. The prices actually aren't bad. Like Iceland was more expensive. I venture to say Copenhagen was more expensive for stuff, especially with, if you go to monkey night, uh, you can uh, have fun for cheap, but yeah, really, I can't wait to go back to be honest. And then we got up, uh, the next morning we flew to Copenhagen and we're like, okay, tonight we're going to be good. We're going to be good tonight. Cause I'm tired of like waking up and just like doing this, this, uh, train. So we get to Copenhagen. Are you really we, tired of it, though? I don't, I don't, I don't believe Now, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that at 4 a.m. I was taking pictures of lakes in Copenhagen. So it didn't. <laughs> this is like a one-week bender. Slash. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we get to Copenhagen, and uh, we go check out, you know, we just, we, we take the, we stayed out at the air, airport at the, uh, the Clarion, which Sean's written about a review. It was 20K. Uh, thank you points a night. It, I mean, 20K choice points a night, 10K thank you points. I actually bought the points because there was a sale going on. The The stay would have been like $600. And uh, I told my buddy, just buy the points. It was like $220 to buy 
the 40,000 points for the weekend. I had like 27,000 points. So I had to buy 13,000 points for like a hundred bucks or something. Uh, but it's really the best deal. And the, the train uh, into town is right there. It's like two stops. You know, you, we bought a two day ticket for like 20 bucks and uh, really probably the best deal in Copenhagen. If you don't mind riding the train in. So we take the train into town and uh, the cool thing is like every little square has this little bar slash restaurant that's in like a clock tower thing that looks really cool. And the weather, finally we had like 70 degree weather, 75 degree weather. We could wear shorts. We weren't wearing rain jackets everywhere. So that was pretty epic. It felt like a whole new world. And each little area has this like uh, clock tower bar that you can sit at and just kind of take it in. So that's the first place we hit, just stop there and and the buildings are all really beautiful. Architecture is really nice, clean. It reminds me of like a bigger Amsterdam without as many canals, bikes everywhere, uh, just really cool architecture. Amsterdam feels a little more uh, quaint and I don't know, just gives you a, a more of a warm vibe uh, where Copenhagen, it, but I will say their bikes are set up better that you're not running into them all the time. So whatever uh, pathways they did, they did it right. So it, that's kind of the vibes we got. and. We were just hopping around, eating at places, and, and kind of walking around, checking out. And we went to a, a brewery called War Pigs that was highly recommended uh, at the end of the night. And that was pretty cool. And then there was this bar called Freddy's right around the corner that we walked by. And it was uh, the epitome of dive bars. Had like an outdoor area, all lit up inside. Had a whole bunch of taps. And it was cool. And that's when the night really uh, took a turn for the worse. <laughs> We're going to title this episode Bars, Bars, and More Bars uh, with, <laughs> with Mark Oster. I mean, yeah, uh, everybody turned it off. They're like, we didn't talk about all the stuff. No, I w- this is ridiculous. All right, I got to run to pick up my kids. You're going to miss the forward. best story. Well, I'm going to listen to it when I have to edit this This is where This is where shit gets out real. Like, <laughs> I was just about to say bleep out like 72 of your swears. But uh, yes. well, I'm, no, this will probably Mark, make it in. Always a pleasure. Yes. As always. Well, send me a message after you listen to it and tell me what you thought. No. I hate you. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you for coming back, though. Yeah, I have missed fun. you. I have missed you. All right. All right. So epic night after epic night, bar after bar. And how did you finish this whole thing off? Yeah, so this was a. We still had one more day okay. left. Uh, so this was the last actual night that we went crazy. Like the next day, we did all the tourist things, and, and you know, finally said, "All right, enough's enough." But we went into this place, uh, the Freddy's Bar, a really cool bar. Uh, we were like, "All right, let's have just one beer, and and we'll head out." And my buddy Tim's like, "You said one round," so he brings three beers and three fist shots. Uh, so we do that, and then uh, we're talking to the bar, the owner of the bar. She's like a firecracker 60 year old lady. That's just like a lot of fun. And she's like bringing us different stuff. And then she's like, you guys are great. The best. You're so much fun. Here's three shots of vodka, which we, we didn't really want to do, but Hey, you give it to us. We have to take it like, okay. So at this point we're learning about like the bar has these tabletops and there's engraved uh, bronze plaques on there. If you go there enough, you get your name uh, in a plaque put down on the bar. And that's your, that's your seat. Like if you walk in there and somebody's sitting there, you just stare at them and then the bartender stares at them until you feel uncomfortable and you leave because they have to get up if you come in. So we were learning that. And then these two, I can't say it any other way besides Russian mobsters, <laughs> come over and sit at our bar or at our seat after uh, we've been there for a while. And they walk over with a bottle of Stoli, still like half full. 
he sits down and we're talking. He's like, yeah, that's my table over there. But uh, we're just kind of sitting wherever tonight. And then he's like, you guys want to do vodka? He starts pouring shots of vodka. So they let this guy just wander in with his own bottle of vodka? No, he'd been there the whole time, but he just wanders over from his table. So he'd been there the whole time we've been there. Him and his brother, they're wearing like black t-shirts, black pants, black puffy jackets with hoods that go down to like their knee, uh, just past their knee, and uh, sit down and they're like, you drink, you drink, and keeps pouring it out. So we do a couple of those and then it it hits 2 a.m. And they're like, all right, do you guys want to go to an after hours bar? And so we're like, this is where okay. it always ends badly when you're watching uh 48 hours mystery or something. <laughs> this is, this is like, uh, have you ever watched uh, the Burt comedian guy, the machine? I think he just yeah. had a movie come out about yeah, it. Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Have you ever seen his stand up? Yeah. About the machine. So I'm like, this is my, the machine moment. I'm going to go around with Russian gangsters and we're going to do some weird stuff and it's going to be kind of crazy. So they're like, this is me at 2 AM. This is my thought process. And they're like, do you want to go to an after hours bar? You know, so you can see Copenhagen. This is Sunday night. And they're like, you want to see what Copenhagen does on Sunday night? And we're like, okay. They're like, it's not far. So we walk out a couple blocks. They're like, you know what? Let's get a cab. Okay. So we get in a cab. <laughs> we don't know where we're going. And luckily it pulls up in front of a bar instead of like a, where they're going to take our kidneys out. And uh, we go in and it's just this dance club. And everybody's coming up and like giving them hugs and kisses on the cheeks and like shaking their hands. And they're like, what do you think? Copenhagen, Sunday night, party, party. And we're like, all right, this is, yeah, this is okay. Like whatever. And I don't know, like, can we leave whenever we want? I'm at that point. Like, I don't know where, where we're going here. So we end up hanging out there for like an hour and a half. And then the, uh, they keep coming over like having fun. Are you guys having fun? And we're like, yeah, yeah. But he, they wouldn't take off their poof, poofy jackets that like winter coats down to their knees, even though it's 70 degrees out and they're in a club. So one brother <laughs> goes downstairs to go to the bathroom and I go to the other brother. I'm like, hey, we got to go. Like, uh, it's been great. Thank you. He's like, do you have a good time? I'm like, yeah, we had a great time. Thank you so much. He's like, okay. And I'm like, okay. I get outside. I just, I take a left or a right. I don't care. I'm just like, the first turn I can take, I take. <laughs> and we get out of there because I'm like, I'll figure out where I need to walk to once we get out. I just want to make sure, like, I don't know where this is going. It was a very weird Night, I couldn't. I'm usually pretty good at reading people. Couldn't get a read on them, uh, so I didn't know where this was. Uh, didn't know where this was going, but it was pretty epic. It was like my the machine moment, and, and I think you had to be there to really. Well, at least you survived, right? I mean, that's uh, that's good. You have a great story to tell. It sounds like an amazing 40th birthday trip. Oh, we still got one more day. You still have one so... more day. Oh, well, I thought. So what you gave your thoughts on on Copenhagen. <laughs> Which, you know, I did, you, you seem yeah. to think it's not that special to see. I think it's the most beautiful city in all of Europe. I think it has everything you want from the history to the architecture to the canals. It is. And, you know, Amsterdam, you said yes. it felt warmer, but I was just in Amsterdam. I just left there yesterday. I forgot how dirty Amsterdam is. Like, there's trash everywhere. Really? I just, I just don't find it I thought that it was clean when I was there. I, I had know. forgotten about I it. I do like, last like, visit, I like it. Yeah, trash everywhere. Yeah. I I just like that there's canals on every street in Amsterdam and and it was clean when we were there you know but this was like just out of it was before COVID so maybe I don't know maybe it's is dirty but yeah Copenhagen's very clean and I will say it's the most beautiful city as far as people that I've ever been in like I don't know if they kick you out when you're 40 or if you're ugly but like every person we saw we kept making jokes that the three of us were the ugliest people in that city I don't know where they're coming from 
or what they're eating there, but it is like it's crazy, and nobody's like over forty. It was it was kind of bizarre. Is that a conspiracy? Uh, everywhere just, we walk, uh, they just yeah. Take out I think I think you get like voted off the island or something. But isn't uh, Denmark? Uh, <laughs> but we went largely considered like aren't they? They say they're the happiest country, the happiest people. I think. Yeah, everybody seemed pretty cool. Everybody had a good uh, sense of humor and was really nice. So I, I could go with that. And the, the bikers don't yell at you like they do in Amsterdam. They don't scream at you to get out of the way. And and, and like I said, you don't have to cross over them as much. So even though uh, the Dutch are known for their engineering, for at least for waterways, they're not so good at bike paths. So, uh, you know, Denmark is uh, the bike path haven. And then we went to, uh, what's it called? Christ Christchurch, that area I know you've been to. Where you walk through the lawless center uh, section of uh, Copenhagen, that was kind of that was really unique. That's worth definitely walking through and checking out, even if you don't want to like hang out there or partake in anything. It's just kind of cool to see. Yeah, Freetown Christiana is the name of that place. It's really an interesting, okay. very yeah. like bohemian place. Uh, obviously, there's interesting smells of different you know drugs, but a lot of people just you know out there drinking beers, and there's parks, and there was like families. During the day, I would say it's totally kids friendly. Um, I wouldn't know about yeah. going there at night. I didn't go there, but I we took Ellie there, and it was kind of a cool thing. Lots of like interesting public art, and just what you would imagine in a hippie commune. That's what it. That's what it feels like. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like they just have like you know different strands of marijuana sitting on a table in the open, even though it's illegal uh, in the country to smoke it and stuff. And they do have like cool little dive bars, little cafes. Uh, so it's it's a unique vibe. Some people probably wouldn't feel comfortable walking through it, but if you do, I think it's worth it. And you know, I I feel like it's it's pretty safe. And then we went to the Spiral Church. Did you do that at all while you were there? I seen the church, but I didn't go up on the tower like you did. Yeah, so we went up that, and this was after the night that went to bed at like five a.m. Funny enough, they start serving breakfast at the hotel at five, so I timed it perfectly, guys. That I came in and ate breakfast, then went to bed. Um, so we went to the church, you climb up a whole bunch inside and then you go outside and there's just like this gold spiral around, you know, one of the taller things of in the, in Copenhagen. And it's, it's amazing views. You get a little bit of vertigo, you know, if you're not like afraid of heights, it just, and if you get, when you get towards the top, it starts to sway in the wind. It's pretty trippy. Uh, definitely worth, I think it was like 10 bucks to go up. Uh, and we, we actually, bought our tickets while we we're standing out front of it. And uh, so you might want to do that ahead of time. We got kind of lucky there and the church underneath it. You can go into it, you know, certain points of the day, I think up until 3 PM and we got there at like two 30. So we got to see that and they have a beautiful organ carved out of wood and, and it's really cool inside. Like I said, I, I think Copenhagen has so many cool, like historic buildings, the architectures over the top. And then I, you know, I'm sad. I'm not surprised you didn't go, but you should have gone to Tivoli. Uh, because that's like the cultural center of that uh, that city and, and the country, but uh, you know, yeah, we must. And they had a lot of cool we, bars and I mean, places there too. But uh, you yeah, know, I gave Ian a hard time when he was on the show about not going to Tivoli. But I, I'm not surprised you you didn't <laughs> go there. But it's just there, there's something for everybody in that city, and I think it has enough canals where you get that whole vibe. I think the architecture yeah. is more varied than a place like Amsterdam. I like Amsterdam a lot. I didn't mean to like trash it when I said it was dirty. I had forgotten. I'd only been there once before. I'd forgotten how dirty it was. A lot of cool things about Amsterdam. Don't love the bicycles. Although I feel like on my second visit this time, I got much more of a hang of it. Like I was much more aware of where there might be a secret bike path where I could get hit. And so I didn't get cussed out by any, uh, 
by any yeah, people this time. That's big. But I had to when I was there, I had to like grab the handlebars and stop the bike of this like six foot two blonde bombshell. And I just looked at her. I'm like, I'm so sorry. But I, I tried to move and you move. I didn't know what else to do. So I just had to grab her handlebars and stop her dead. And she looked at me like I was the dumbest person ever. Yeah. And it's hard because you're not used to like not hearing it come up and you don't even think to look sometimes. And like you said, there's like hidden paths that you don't even know where they're coming from. Copenhagen does that way better. Uh, and they have quite a few bikes going through there, but yeah, they had like these floating areas that you could sit out on with like lawn chairs and have a drink or eat and stuff. And uh, like a, almost like a barge, but like not, you know, so th- they had all these like floating decks uh, on the canals river boat tour. We didn't have time to do, which I would have loved to do. It's like my favorite thing to do in each city. So I definitely, you know, and it was the end of the trip and you heard, you know, how, how, how hard we went during this trip. So I think it gets a little, if it was the first thing, it probably would have been, you know, thought of differently. And I, I take into account for that. I liked it. I would go back for sure. Uh, but Pharaoh definitely was like the top spot of the trip for me. All right. We're running out of time. So real quick, how did you get home and how did you, uh, what was the redemption for that? Yeah. I flew, uh, Lufthansa home, uh, Copenhagen to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt, uh, to Detroit. And that was, I want to say 60,000. I don't, I want, uh, 60 or 63,000, I'm pretty sure 60,000 life miles and a couple hundred bucks. And we actually got the, uh, when we flew back in December, when I talked about it on that show, uh, we did the 222 business class, which was not great. And uh, they changed the the plane for the flight to Frankfurt to Detroit to a 121. It was so much better, uh, so much more comfortable. It's probably, you know, my favorite seat um, of the last few I've been on, like, I liked it better than Polaris's seat. Polaris, I felt like was a little bit stiff, even though, and it had a ton of storage and everything. I just really liked it. Uh, the service, they like to close talk you, which isn't my favorite. And then the food is just not great. Um, but as far as from getting to the point A to B and be comfortable, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, being able to just make that quick connection in Europe and then fly straight to Detroit sounds like the way to go. So, and it's cool that they upgraded because, yeah, their old business class is I haven't flown it, but I've flown similar seats in other airlines. And just those are not my favorite seats at all. So good to see that. They're yeah, there. they have some like two, three, two in business class. I can't imagine being stuck in a middle seat. In business. That would be terrible. I did that on Japan Airlines. They have the two, three, two. And all I could when we flew. But they do it weird, don't they? Yeah, they're like, staggered. They, so you get aisle like a, access. Yeah. But I was in like I talked about it on, on the show already, but I was in the coffin seat because the in the middle there's three business class seats and you have a seat on both sides of you you could still get the aisle access but you have walls up on both sides it was strange but i you know i it felt like a little sweet and with my wife and daughter on either side yeah. it was it was okay but yeah i think business class you got to at least have aisle access and uh, thankfully there's not too many products with seven across anymore yeah and that, and that when it was six across it was like you're you know i was with my wife so our feet would actually bump into each other because they're angled the feet were angled towards each other and i was not looking forward to that if it was like a random person next to me like accidentally like kicking them or or when you roll over and stuff like playing footsie so i was so excited when they announced the change uh, but yeah that's the best way for me as far as miles redemption and getting directly into detroit like delta and air france have some flights but it's always hard to find uh, that, you know, saver space where Lufthansa is usually pretty easy. So uh, that's what I try to focus on getting home most of the time. Well, it sounds like you had an epic uh, birthday trip. I mean, certainly more interesting than my 40th birthday uh, <laughs> a year, a year or two ago. 
So, uh, you know, happy birthday. Welcome, welcome to old age. And I don't think it's going to yes. slow you down any. I have noticed you slowed down a little bit uh, over, not not on this trip, but, you know, usually after a couple of nights, you get a little yeah. bit, uh, a, a little quieter. And yeah, like I, like we talked about earlier, like the sleep just doesn't come as easy uh, anymore. So, uh, you know, but it, it was a lot of fun. And we kept saying, you know, we were going to stagger it like every other day, but man, it was just like, we, we ended up in, this is my favorite thing to do when I travel is to talk to the locals and get their perspective and learn things from them. They always tell you good tips and it's always fun to, you know, learn about their culture and, and what they do and all that stuff. So each night we're supposed to take it slow. We ended up running into somebody, you know, that wanted to chat us up and, and we had a good time and it was, it was pretty amazing. So I couldn't have, you know, couldn't have gone any better. Uh, my liver probably disagrees, but uh, we came home. <laughs> but did you die is the question. And we did not. So we made it. And you have great stories to tell. And that's, you know, what travel is all about. So I think that's going to do it for this week's show. Joe is long gone. Uh, you can find him, you know, email him if you want to do your Disney trips or anything. Joe at. You could probably just cut in last Joe show at, for this Joe show. at <laughs> uh, net, I think. And, uh, of course, Disney Deciphered on YouTube now and the podcast. Uh, but, Mark, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Uh, my articles are on travelonpoints.net, or you can join the Travel on Points Facebook group. I'm in there all the time. How about you, Sean? You can find everything we do at milestomemories.com, also at milestomemories all over social media. And if you love to hear me and Mark talk, we do our MTM Vegas show twice a week on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash milestomemories. Tuesdays and Fridays, we release a new show talking all about Vegas and all the craziness, all the sports stuff, new casinos. It's a lot of fun, even loyalty programs when it comes to casinos. So check us out there. But milestomemories.com for everything we do here. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. It's harder to get up. That's all. That's the only difference. The sleep doesn't feel as good. And it, it, uh, when you wake up, it aches. Oh, I right, thought you Joe? said it was harder to <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I seriously thought that's what he said. No, like I did too. Like, and then I... it took me, it took me like until he qualified it. Like that's what I thought he said.